Last week, if you were here, you may remember that we talked about our expectations. And we talked, we looked at the dictionary definition of the word expectation. And it is that as if we look at the word expectation in the dictionary, it says a strong belief that something will happen or be the case. So if you have an expectation about something, that means that you have a strong belief that something is going to happen or something is going to be the case, okay? So we asked the question then last week, what are your expectations when you pray? When you go to God and ask God for something or ask him to do something for you, what are your expectations? Where are your expectations? On a scale of 1 to 10, are your expectations up here at 10? 7 maybe? Maybe your expectations at 5? Or is your expectation that God is going to answer your prayer as low as 1? And when we looked at it last week, we thought about it. And, you know, we said that our expectancy in God answering our prayer should actually be at 10. And then we said, no, it shouldn't be at 10. It should actually be off the scale. When we go to God in prayer, we should have no doubt in our hearts that he is going to come true for us. Amen. Our hearts should be full of expectancy. We should be expecting God to answer. We should, we should be so sure that God will answer our prayer that the only thing we should have a question mark on is how he's going to answer our prayer. Amen. Our expectancy should be, I have asked God now, all I need to do is rest in the peace of knowing my answer is most definitely on the way. And we looked, you may remember if you were here last week, we looked at the poor widow. Do you remember in Mark chapter 12? And Jesus watches her, this poor widow, as she toddles into the temple with her two little coins tied in her fist. Do you remember? She had two little coins worth nothing in the natural. And she ducks and she dives in amongst the big rich people, the rich people throwing in their large amounts with their chests out. And she drops in her two little coins into the offering. And as she does, Jesus is watching. And what does he say? Um, Matthew chapter 12, actually, we're going to read it today from verse 43. says, calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly, I tell you that this poor widow has put into the treasury more than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live in. Jesus saw the woman's heart. Amen. She put in everything, all she had to live on. And she put all she had to live in because she had this expectancy in her heart that God was going to provide for her. God was going to bless her. Jesus said it himself. She put in everything, all she had to live in. She dropped into that offering basket. Why? Because she believed that if I do this, God is going to bless me. Even though I'm putting in everything, I have an expectancy in my heart that God is going to come true for me. Her expectation was high. Her belief that God would come true for her was so strong that she was willing to give it all. Amen. And when we pray, we should have hearts full of expectancy. When we go to God in prayer, we should have such a belief and such a peace knowing, I have asked God now. He is going to answer. And sometimes, as we said last week, our prayers may not be answered straight away. And that's frustrating, isn't it? It's disappointing. They may not be answered straight away. But the confidence and the expectancy that we have in our prayer should remain strong. Our expectancy should be so strong that even though we don't see the answer today or tomorrow or next week, we still expect that answer to come. Our expectancy should be still there strong. Amen. And we also talked about last week, do you remember, coming boldly. Hebrews 4.16 tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace. 
And you know, if you come boldly, that means you're coming with confidence, doesn't it? That means you're coming with an expectation. Because even if you ask anybody in the natural to do something for you, or if you ask them to give you something, if you know that they have what you need, or you know that they can do what you need them to do, you will come with confidence and ask them to do it. But if you're not sure that they have what you need, or you're not sure that they're going to help you or do what you need to do, well, then you're not going to come confidently, are you? You're not going to come confidently. But why can we come confidently to God? Why can we come boldly with our request to God? Well, first of all, as we saw last week, because he told us we can. Amen. He told us we can. Secondly, he is capable. Amen. There is nothing impossible with our God. And thirdly, because he loves us. God loves us. Amen. Can I tell you that this morning? He loves you. He wants nothing more than to bless you and meet your needs. Amen. So we can come boldly to God because we should. Amen. Our prayers should be prayed with expectancy. When you ask God for something, you should expect him to answer. Amen. Church, he sent his only son to die for you. He sent his only son to die for you. So why would you think that he would withhold anything from you? He wouldn't. God wants to bless us. So why then do we come, as we talked about last week, with the Oliver approach? Remember we watched the clip? Please, sir, can I have some more? Remember Oliver came to the guy in the orphanage, head down, do you remember? Afraid, unsure, low expectations. Oliver knew well enough he had no hope of getting more food. That's not how we should approach our God, amen? Afraid, unsure, not really expecting him to come true. When we pray, we have to have expectation that God is going to come true for us. God is going to answer my prayer. All I have to do now is wait with an expectant and thankful heart. And you know what? Also, I was thinking about this yesterday. When we pray, we should get excited. We should get excited. Because number one, when we pray with expectancy, that means that God is going to answer. Amen? We know that God is going to answer. But also, how is he going to answer? Who is he going to use? What is he going to use? Where is he going to bring the answer from? We should be thinking, I can't wait to tell people in church next Sunday how God answered my prayer. I can't wait to tell my unbelieving neighbor, look how God answered my prayer. That's the way we should be, amen? Full of expectation. Our mindset should be, God is going to do this, Amen. So if you weren't here last week, you're all caught up now, (laughs) praise God. And we're going to look at this week, the woman with the issue of blood. She is one of my favorites. I have so many favorites, but she is one of my favorites, amen. Here we have an example of a heart full of expectancy, amen. She was full of expectancy. Let's just look at it in Mark chapter 5, verse 24. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Do you remember he was going with Jairus? Verse 25, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, wow, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard, everybody say heard. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall. Everybody say shall. I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? 
And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. This woman was full of expectancy. Amen. Her heart was full of faith. She had been sick for so long. Years of suffering. Years of disappointment. Doctor after doctor. Treatment after treatment. She'd spent every penny she had and she was no better. In fact, the Bible tells us she was getting worse. But then she hears about Jesus. She hears about Jesus and all that he is doing. And this faith and this expectancy rises up in her heart. She is so sure that Jesus can heal her that she risks her own safety. Amen. And she sneaks through the throng of people to receive her healing. She is so sure that Jesus can heal her that all she wants to do is touch. She just wants to touch. Not even him. She just wants to touch his clothes. Amen. She doesn't want to talk to him. She doesn't want a hug from him. Amen. She doesn't want to touch him. She doesn't need him to hold her hand. She doesn't need him to lay hands on her. She doesn't need him to pray for her or bless her or anything like that. All she wants to do is just touch his garment. She is so sure. She is so expectant. Amen. Her expectant heart is so sure of healing that all she needs to do is touch his clothes. This is amazing, church. This is amazing, amen. The woman is so expectant of what Jesus can do for her that she leaves no room for doubt. I shall be made well. Wow. I want to be like that, amen. I want to be like that. She's not allowing doubt to creep in. Because you see, if she allows, listen to me, this woman knows that if she allows doubt to creep into her heart, her, her faith will be contaminated. Church, listen to me. This is so important. When you go to God in prayer, if you allow faith to creep into your heart, if you allow fear or anything like that or doubt to creep into your heart, your faith, your expectancy will be contaminated. Amen. The enemy is only looking for an inch. Amen. He's only looking for an inch. We cannot allow doubt to creep into our prayers. This woman had heard about Jesus and her faith was strong. Amen. She was so sure that she would be healed that she risked everything to touch Jesus. She shouldn't have been in the crowd. Amen. Her sickness caused her in those days to be considered unclean. She was not allowed in the crowd. She was not allowed to be even close to a crowd. She wasn't allowed close to anybody. But she was so sure that Jesus would heal her that she risked getting into the middle of that crowd. Amen. Her faith-filled, expectant heart caused her to give it all. No room for doubt. She didn't ponder whether she should go or not. She didn't think, you know what, well, maybe, maybe it might not work this time. I, you know, I'm risking a lot. She didn't allow any room in there for doubt. She gave doubt no airtime at all. We cannot give doubt any airtime. Amen. She pushed through that crowd. She got down on her hands and knees and she touched his clothes. Amen. Just a touch. He saw it. It's done really well on that video. Just a touch. And immediately, immediately she received her healing. Just a touch of his clothes, amen. A touch of his clothes. She was so expectant that she would be healed. A touch of his clothes, that's all she needed. She received her healing after 12 long years. After all those doctor, doctors, after all that treatment, 
spending all her money, and she is healed. This woman had such an expectancy that Jesus would heal her, amen? And listen to me, she expected that Jesus could heal her, and she expected that Jesus would heal her, amen? When we pray, we need to know that Jesus can do it, and Jesus will do it. Whatever it is you need, if it's healing you need, if it's freedom, if you need relationships restored, if you need your kids, something for your kids, if you need favor somewhere, if you need a job, if you need an open door, whatever it is, know that Jesus can do it and Jesus will do it, amen? He will bring it to pass. So when you pray, rest in the knowledge that it is going to come to pass. If we could get hold of that confidence, amen, our prayer life would be so different. If we could get hold of that confidence, how amazing would it be? Because we would just pray and then we would go, that's it. I'm leaving it with God now. I'm in total peace. Daughter, your faith has made you well, Jesus said. Go in peace. Go in peace, he said, and be healed of your affliction. How many times, I wonder, have we stunted our prayers by having low expectations? You know, we ask God for something, but we have a plan B in our hearts. I've done it. I will admit to you, I have done it. Amen. We ask God for something, but in the back of our minds, we're thinking, well, it could go this way, or, it could, or I could do this. or We ask God, but we come away full of worry and anxiety still. Because even though we've asked him and we didn't instantly see it, you know, we allow ourselves to get full of worry and anxiety and disappointment not full of peace. We should ask and be full of peace because he's going to bring it through. Amen. Her faith made her well. She came with an expectant heart and she walked away with her healing. We need to come to Jesus with expectant hearts. Amen. How do we do that though? How do we do that? That's the question, isn't it? How do we do that? Okay, Angela, you're telling me pray with an expectant heart, but how do I do that? Do you know how you do that? You build up your faith. Oh, great. Here we go, Angela. You build up your faith. How do you build up your faith? Well, the Bible tells us that because the Bible is awesome. Amen. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says, so faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. She heard about Jesus. Amen. Our faith, our expectancy is built up by hearing the word of God. We need to hear it. The message version says, says it this way. Before you trust, you have to listen. I like that. Before you trust, you have to listen. You see, when we hear about the things of God, our faith is built up, isn't it? Our faith is built up. The woman with the issue of blood, her heart was filled with expectancy because she had heard about Jesus. She had heard about the things Jesus was doing. Amen? And when we hear about this woman, this woman that has been sick for 12 years, spent everything, lost everything, probably lost her family and everything. She comes to Jesus and she's healed. When we hear about that, our faith is built up, amen? Because you see, if God can do it for her, he can do it for you, amen? God is not a respecter of persons. Acts 10.34 says, Peter said, now I know for certain that God doesn't show favoritism, except for me. (laughs) God doesn't show favoritism with people, but treats everyone on the same basis. Church, God loves you as much as he loved the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. Jesus looks on you with the same compassion as he looked on the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. What was available to her is available to you. 
Amen. We need to keep building our faith by hearing, hearing, hearing. I have a secret. We're giving all our secrets away this morning, aren't we? <laughs> I have this favorite television program, okay? Now, it's an old English program, but I love it. My, my daughters hate it with a passion now because I've watched it so much. I watch it over and over. It's just something I love, and it relaxes me, right? But as with all things, there's only a certain amount of episodes, so obviously I'm watching over and over. And I have got to the stage now where I can quote it. I can quote this, right? But anyway, Ender recently, because he's just awesome, he bought me a gift. And you know what the gift was? It was the audio version of the television program that I love. So now I can just put it on the stereo and I can just listen to it as I potter around the house. My girls are distraught. <laughs> now I don't have to be sitting in front of the TV anymore. I just put it on the stereo and I can do what I'm doing and listen to it. And the other day, I was doing that. This message was, I was thinking about it, but I was pottering around the house, and I was in the middle of something, and I just put on the, the audio version of my program. And to my amazement, right, I started to hear things that I'd never heard before. Can you believe that? There was stuff that I heard that I had never heard before. And I was astounded. It actually caused me to stop in my tracks because I thought I knew this program inside out. I could quote it. But yet here I was listening to it now and I could hear so much more. I could hear background chatter. I could hear background noises. Stuff I hadn't noticed before. And I thought about it and why was that? It was because I was just listening. I was just listening. You see, when I'm watching that program, I'm distracted because I'm watching everything that's going on on screen. I'm watching the clothes, you know, I love clothes. I'm watching the clothes, I'm watching the makeup, I'm watching the scenery, I'm watching the houses, but I'm distracted. My attention is divided because, you see, I'm watching it and I'm listening to it. But when I was just listening the other day, I was just doing that, just listening. Amen? I was just listening. When I was focused on just listening, I heard so much more. And the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing. So we need to listen. We need to hear. Amen. We need to make sure that we're always listening, always listening to the word being preached. And sometimes we feel we have to see, don't we? And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, okay? But sometimes we think that we need to see somebody been healed or we need to see somebody been raised from the dead. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would. But we shouldn't need to see to believe. Amen. Signs and wonders are great and it would be amazing to see them. But our faith should not be based on signs and wonders. Our faith and our expectancy in God should not be based on us seeing signs and wonders. Amen. We have to have our own belief. We have to exercise our own faith. Amen. Not based on what our eyes are seeing, but based on what we're hearing from the word of God. Amen. What we're hearing. Sometimes I think that, you know, it's great to read the word, but sometimes I think we should read it aloud. Because you're hearing, it helps me. I read it, but if I read it aloud, it's that extra, extra thing in my ear, you know. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. Remember what Jesus said to Thomas? Remember when Jesus appeared to the disciples after the resurrection? First time Thomas wasn't there, remember? So he came back. Thomas was there. But what did he say to him? John chapter 20 and verse 29. Jesus said to him, Thomas, you have seen me and you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. You see, Thomas had to see to believe. But Jesus is saying here that we are blessed because we believe and we haven't seen. Amen. 
Signs and wonders are great, and as I said, I'm not against them. It would be wonderful to see them. But what I am saying is we shouldn't need to see a sign and a wonder to build up our faith. Because the Bible says, faith comes by hearing. Amen? And as I said, my TV program is such a simple example. But I heard so much more when I wasn't watching. Amen? And sometimes when we see something, it has the opposite effect. You know, sometimes our faith can take a bashing or our faith can be damaged by what we see. You know, what we see sometimes can limit our belief. You know, maybe somebody we know, we see them not being healed. Maybe we see somebody going through a nasty divorce. You know, or maybe we see, um, you know, maybe we see their kids go astray or, you know, maybe we see our friends lose their house or whatever it is. And we see that and then we get distracted. And you see, when we get distracted, doubt starts to creep in. Doubt starts to creep in and our faith and our expectancy in God answering our prayers gets contaminated. You see, sometimes what we see can cause our faith to be contaminated. So we need to keep getting the word into us. We need to build up our own faith and expectation in God. Just because, church, that it didn't work for somebody else doesn't mean it won't work for you. Amen? Because you don't know that person's heart. You don't know how they were praying. You don't know what their expectations were. Amen? You don't know what they were believing. The woman with the issue had blood had tried everything. I'm sure she was disheartened. Of course she was. I'm sure she went through a time of feeling, this is it. This is her lot in life. Amen? But then she heard about Jesus. And she allowed her faith to build up inside of her. She allowed that expectancy to build in her heart. That faith and that expectancy, guys, caused her to receive her healing. Amen. Daughter, your faith has made you well. I love her language. First, she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. I shall be made well. Not I might be made well or maybe it might work. I shall be made well. Amen. When we meet this woman, she's a, he's on, Jesus is on his way to Jairus' house, remember? Why is he on his way to Jairus' house? Because Jairus came and asked Jesus to come and heal his daughter, do you remember? And Jairus used the same type of language. We see it in Mark chapter 5, verse 22. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, came. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and he begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. She will live. Not she might live, or, you know, there's a good chance she live, or, you know, anything like that. It was like, she will live. Faith-filled, expectant language. I love it. Amen. I love it. I wonder, I was thinking about this. I wonder, what would Jesus, what way would he have reacted if Jairus had it came to him, you know, all sheeply and, you know, meekly and scared and afraid like Oliver? And how would Jesus have reacted, I wonder? You know, if he had to use language like, you know, Jesus, you know, if only you'd come, you know, she might be healed. You know, there is a good chance, you know, that she might come out of this if you were there. Or you know what? Maybe she'll get better, Jesus. Maybe if you just come to my house, she'll have that chance of living. No, he said, come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. Amen. She had an, he had an expectation of Jesus, a faith-filled expectation. He had heard what Jesus was doing. 
And as we know, if you know the story, on the way to Jairus' house, he gets delayed. Our faithful friend, our faithful woman here that we're still talking about today, amen? She delays Jesus getting to Jairus' house. And you know, they come from Jairus' house and they tell him it's too late, don't bother the teacher anymore. But Jesus is straight in there, verse 36. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith. Just have faith. You've asked me now, just have faith. You've asked me now, trust. You've asked me now, believe. You've asked me now, expect, amen. Don't let doubt creep in, Jesus is saying. Why? Because Jesus knows if doubt creeps in, it will contaminate his faith, amen. Jesus is very quick in there telling them, just have faith, just have faith. Jairus was so full of faith when he came to Jesus. You know, you can do it, Jesus. I know she shall be made well. But here now there was potential for doubt to creep in. He could potentially get distracted now. You know, these guys are telling him it's too late. Just have faith, Jesus said. Church, we need to have faith. We need to pray with expectant prayers. Amen. We need to know that when we come to God, the, ad the, the answer is just going to come. Amen. And when we come to God in prayer, we need to know that God... I'm coming to you with this because I know you want to do this for me. And I know you can do this for me. And I know I'm asking you now, expecting an answer. And the answer may not be immediate. We've said that, you know. It may not. It may take a while. But when you ask God, have faith, amen. Have faith. Expect the answer is coming. Prayers are not gambling mechanisms. We are not. When we pray, we're not. We're not. When we, when we pray, our prayers are not games of chance, amen? That struck me this week. Our prayers are not games of chance. When we pray, we're not throwing a dice, hoping it'll land on a six. You know, when we pray, we're not choosing red or black on a roulette wheel. You know, we play cards at home all the time, and, uh, you know, it's, it's great fun, you know, obviously. But I was thinking about this. There's one game in particular that we all love to play, but you have to be strategic, so you have to plan your moves, you know, and everybody loves it because everybody wants to win. It's kind of, it shows you're clever if you win. <laughs> and everybody wants to win. And I actually win quite a lot, by the way. But, you know, everybody goes quiet because they're trying to work out all their moves. But you can get to a place where you have a fistful of cards in your hand and you have two or three moves that you can make. And all of them will work. But if you, there is one of them in there in your hand that if you play it, it could cause somebody else to win. So you have to be really, really careful, amen? God doesn't need us to work it out, amen? He doesn't need us to choose the right card from our hand, amen? He doesn't need us to throw the right color. He doesn't need us to get six on a dice, amen? When we pray with an expectant heart, we're not taking a chance. God is a sure thing, amen? Prayers filled with expectancy will be answered, amen? There are so many examples in the Bible, guys. We don't have time. We just don't have time to go through them all. That's why we just picked out a few. There's so many examples. But don't forget, there in New Testament, even in the Old Testament, the Shunammite woman, she's my bestie. The Shunammite woman, her little boy dies in her arms. What does she say? It shall be well. And she goes for the man of God. What happens? Her little boy comes back to life. Amen. First Kings chapter 17, Elijah meets the widow. Remember, and she, he asks her for some bread, and she says, just have one little bread, one little piece of bread, you know, one little piece of jar, little oil in the jar. And he says to her, don't worry about that, just go make me a piece of bread. And God says, see that the, um, uh, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor the jar of oil shall not run out. 
This woman had nothing. She was about to go home and bake a cake for herself and her son, and then they were going to die. She did not want to share with the prophet, amen? But she heard what the prophet said. And when she heard it, she obeyed it. And what happens? The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. God is a sure thing, amen? God is a sure thing. Back to the New Testament again. One more example. The Gentile woman. Remember her in Matthew chapter 15? She comes to Jesus and asks him to heal her daughter. The daughter is severely demon-possessed. And Jesus tells her, I'm only here for the house of Israel. But she persists. Now, I think I'd have been out at that stage. (laughs) But why does she persist? She persists because she's confident that Jesus can do this. But Jesus still does invite, amen? Verse 26, if we look at it really quick. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Amen. The little dogs. Can you imagine? I would have been out there, definitely out there, if I hadn't been out already. But what does she do? She says, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. She is so sure that Jesus can do this. Amen. And what happens? Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Again, we're seeing it. How great is your faith? Her faith, her expectancy that Jesus could do it was so strong that she allowed him even to insult her. She allowed him to insult her. Amen. Her heart was so expectant. And yet Jesus said, oh woman, great is your faith. And her daughter was healed. I think that's amazing. Amen. That is amazing. Over and over and over, we hear example after example of faith-filled, expecting hearts receiving their answers. Over and over, example after example. And you know, we're spoiled. We are actually spoiled as Christians because not only do we have all these examples, we also have a book full of promises to us. Promises, it's full of promises, amen. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory, amen. By his stripes I am healed. Given, it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken down. We're spoiled, amen. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Why would he not answer your prayer, amen? Oh my goodness, praise God. Lord, I am, what's another word? I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will with hope uphold you with my righteous right hand, Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Amen. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He says in here that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. He says in here, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Why are you not praying with expectancy? Amen. Amen. Why are you not praying with expectancy? 2 Corinthians 1 tells us, For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We can rely on God. He is dependable. Amen. If it's in his word, he will do it. He doesn't make mistakes. His timing is never off. He does not turn a deaf ear to us. Amen. God wants to bless his children. He wants to pour his love out on us. He wants us to have more than enough. He wants his children to prosper. He wants his children to thrive. Amen. Are you his child this morning? He is a giving and a generous God. 
So much reason for great expectations to our prayers, amen? As we said last week, as we said last week, there is nothing on your prayer list that God doesn't have or that he is not willing to give you. Amen. Pray, church. Pray and expect him to come true. The thought that God might not true, do not even let that enter your brain. Amen. Don't let doubt contaminate your faith and expectancy. Our prayer life should be full of expectations. Amen. Great expectations. And what's more, our walk with God should be full of expectations. Amen. Our life with God should be full of expectations. You know, I've never done this before in all the times I've brought that I'm going to end on a scripture. I've never just ended on a scripture, but I want you to get this. I want you to memorize it. I want you to get it embedded in your brain. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Psalm 66 and verse 19 says, but certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer drop the mic. Amen. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Amen.